This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 175. Today on our show, the history of Cincy Shirts, chapter 3. Now, you'll remember we've done two of these so far, and just to get you up to speed here, Look at Me Shirts starts when Josh meets Darren at the boathouse. Uh, Darren's working a day job there. He's dabbling in stand-up comedy. Josh is well into his career. Uh, Darren, bit of a fan, kind of knows him, says, hey, I'd like to get into comedy and move a little higher up in the comedy rankings myself. And they hit it off. They start golfing together, and they decide, hey, you know, we should do a business together as well. And they decide that they can do T-shirts. And they start a company called Look at Me Shirts, and that's basically where we left off. That's the in a nutshell. You can go back and listen to those episodes. It's some fascinating stuff, especially if you're interested, and a lot of people are, in how the business got started. And if you're just interested in business stories in general, I know those are very popular, uh, go back and check those out. But we have arrived at the chapter where they join forces with another t-shirt company, and I thought this was a different t-shirt company, so I didn't even really know this story. So I learned a lot in this episode. Uh, Darren talks about combining forces with another company. What happens when not everybody is fully on board? There's some uh, some nefarious things going on in the background, he discovers, and uh, he also talks about some of the memorable designs from back then. We're talking the early 2000s. Uh, well, actually, no, we're talking the late aughts, so the 2008-2010, so stay tuned for all that. But if you've been liking the podcast, you can help support it by PayPal or Venmo. Simply use podcast at cincyshirts.com. Chip in whatever you feel is fair. And also be sure to listen for that special promo code for 20% off near the end of the episode. Now, let's listen to Darren talk about Cincy Shirts before it was actually Cincy Shirts. The Donkey Tease Days. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I, Cincinnati. She came down from Cincinnati. Just maybe think of me once in a while. I'm at CincyShirts.com in Cincinnati. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Yes, it's the Shirts Podcast. Darren, one of the owners here at Cincy Shirts, here with another episode of the Wicked Freaky Flippity Flow, whatever you call it. This is when I just ramble about random business stuff. Um, but no, this episode is going to cover the history of uh, Look At Me Shirts and then like we said, we were doing bad, and then we, we end up merging with Donkey Tees. So we'll get to that here in a second, but first I want to kind of give you guys an update on what's going on with us, because uh, holy wow, things are busy. You never know. We really never know. This business is such a challenge, because you don't know what's going to happen today. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know who's going to email you and say, hey, I need... 5,000 shirts, oh, cool, well, I actually only need three, or something like that. I mean, it, it, you really never, it, it's wild, every day. So, the, the, the latest thing in our company that's kind of crazy is uh, the power of Fiona. The, the, the power of Fiona is strong still, and it's it's morphing, not from just Fiona merch herself, but... People who have bought Fiona shirts from us are contacting us because that's how they found out about us and they want to work with us. There's this lady from Dayton. 
she decided to buy a gargoyle, a stone gargoyle to put on her porch in her little subdivision. And it was just a stone gargoyle, nothing too offensive, but of course the neighbors were offended. They did not like this scary decoration. Holy cow, how do you do this? You're ruining the neighborhood. The kids are scared. And it's not even a seasonal decoration. What are you doing? So people were putting nasty grams on this gargoyle. I don't know what kind of... I don't know if she's getting eggs thrown at her house or whatever. <laughs> she decided to embrace it. And she said, oh, well, if if the problem is that it's not a seasonal decoration, well, I'm just going to put a Santa hat and a beard and a Christmas sweater on my gargoyle. And boom, there you have it. Problem solved. Christmas gargoyle. So they, they named him Frank. Frank the Christmas gargoyle. Um, and then that kind of started World War III. Uh, the neighbors put more nasty grams, post-it notes, and mean letters on, on this lady's porch. And it was on. So the battle was going. She started posting pictures of these notes on uh, Facebook. Pretty soon the, the news caught on and her little Facebook page she started for Frank the Christmas Gargoyle. I don't know what the time period was, but right now that page has 720,000 followers. 720,000 people watching this lady fight with her neighbors over a gargoyle. And now there's a, Frank has all these friends. Like he has all, he even has a Fiona plush. You know, this little scarecrow-looking guy. It's like uh, all this stuff. It's like a whole setup. And every uh, St. Patrick's Day, Flag Day, Derby Day, every day is like a new setup for Frank and his friends to celebrate that holiday. It really is amazing. But anyway, this lady came to us and said, Hey, I, I have all your Fiona teas, and I think that um, we should, uh, you know, do a Frank shirt. We're like, okay, whatever. We'll, we'll do it. We're down. Didn't really think anything of it. I At the time, I was not aware of her huge following. I don't know why. I guess I had my own blinders on and probably should pay more attention to what's going on. But I remember seeing in our company chat, hey, okay, the Frank shirt's going live today. Just let you know. Here's the details. All right, cool. Didn't think anything of it. It wasn't a particularly amazing design. I mean, we did what she wanted and... It served a purpose, and hey, there you go. Promote it. We'll print it. <laughs> and I, I was at the warehouse, and my phone just starts vibrating in my pocket. I get notifications every time there's an order, and it was like, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Long story short, the the first shirt sold seven thousand three hundred pieces. And the percentage goes to the Cincinnati Zoo because she's a big Fiona fan. So even though Fiona had really nothing to do with the shirt, Fiona benefited. So uh, so we get to write the zoo another check for like I don't know, it was like over thirty thousand dollars. This lady didn't want any of the money. I'm like, really? You don't want? You don't have a need for any money? Like that's that's the thing. Frank goes around uh, raising money for charity. Like you follow her page, it's amazing. Like gosh, there's uh, she just took it to the free store food bank and took a picture of it and then linked to the the free store charity page or whatever so people could donate and it raised like ten grand and I mean she's doing stuff every day and I'm just like 
uh, do you know what you have here? Like, you don't need, like, groceries. You don't want, like, I don't know, uh, buy some mulch or something around the house. Like, something that we could maybe help pay for. Nope, she wants all her proceeds donated. So, it's pretty amazing. We're on our second Frank shirt currently. And every time we do this, like, we didn't expect it. We didn't have shirts pre-printed. It was like a five-color design. It was a nightmare. Um, we had to get like three different screen printers to, uh, you know, basically beg for mercy and 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 print these things. And it, I didn't have the staff in the warehouse to sell these to get these shirts out. So I mean, we're still kind of recovering. We're getting somewhat caught up. But gosh, it's like, what do I do? Hire fifty people and let them go next week? I mean, I guess that's the that's it temp agencies i guess that's why they're they're invented but i don't know we're still figuring this stuff out but yeah the the time that frank the christmas gargoyle wrecked our entire warehouse will uh, always be be remembered in company history here <laughs> but anyway so what else has been going on oh yeah otr we added a digital printer to over the rhine and I tell you what, guys, it's been a huge success. And I, I think that I'm excited about retail again. I really am. Because people can come in our store, and if they want a shirt, we can print it for them right there. Anything in our catalog. Or if they bring in a transparent PNG file, we can print that file for them. So you get your own custom shirt in a matter of minutes. So that's crazy. You know, we honestly, I mean, over the Rhine sales haven't been too hot. Um, it's more of a, just a, you know, like, I don't know. We always have hope and there's all this stuff going on and it's going to be great tomorrow, but honestly it hasn't been great. But these new printers have given us the ability to cut down on our inventory by a ton and, you know, people are not leaving empty handed. So that store alone was responsible for printing something like 400 shirts in, uh, in May so that that little model has proven itself. So we're we have two more printers on order uh, that should be in Hyde Park, hopefully in July. Um, I don't know. We're still working on the financing and all that stuff. But anyway, yeah, kind of the, the retail landscape of Cincy shirts is changing, and people seem to love it. So anyway, so that's something that we're really hyped on, because then people can have it. We're like Burger King, man. Have it your way, you know. <laughs> that was so stupid but uh anyway so that's that's something else that's crazy weird stuff keeps popping up i don't know i feel like i'm name dropping left and right i don't know kind of just a funny story not really pertaining to anything but uh, a couple years ago when the uh cincinnati gardens you know closed down and got torn down ultimately r.i.p uh, they had an auction with some of the memorabilia and things that were just kind of sitting around there. And one of the things that we bought in that auction was a Mighty Ducks, uh, Cincinnati Mighty Ducks scoreboard. Or it like, shows the shots on goal or something. It was some sort of uh, light-up display during Mighty Ducks games. And if you go to our OTR store, you can uh, see that. You can turn around and it's up above the door and it's kind of dusty. and it. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Anyway, our buddy, uh, our buddy, OTR resident, uh, Emilio Estevez, yes, he, uh, he came in the store 
a couple weeks ago, and he was like, man, I got to buy that. I got to have that. So, I don't know. We're, we're still try- talking to him to figure it out, but I say yes, Emilio Estevez should own that scoreboard from the Mighty Ducks days. I mean, quack, quack, come on, people. Even though my favorite Emilio Estevez is uh, Billy the Kid and Young Guns. Young Guns 1 was one of my favorite movies. Anyway, yeah, I understand that he's big with the with the Ducks, yo. And they're doing something else. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to do some more research on, on what the Mighty Ducks are up to. But anyway, so that was wild. And then um, another uh, weird thing with... Uh, name dropping we uh last summer we started doing some merch for one of the comedians who was opening up at the Chappelle uh summer camp shows up in Dayton this comedian named Mo Amer he uh you know good friends of Josh Sneed the Cincy Shirts comedian and owner and business partner all that good stuff um, anyway, Josh knew Mo, and Mo needed merch, so we do merch, and so we got Mo merch. And anyway, so that led to us kind of forming a relationship with the people surrounding the show up there. They were doing you know shows during the pandemic in Yellow Springs outside in like a cornfield. Long story short, they started those shows again this year, and the people who did the merch last year were like, oh... Yeah, we're not doing merch for you, or we don't have merch, or I don't know what it was, but regardless, Dave didn't have any shirts to sell, so now it appears we're doing merch for uh, Dave Chappelle, um, which is freaking amazing. I still can't get over it, and um, anyway, I, I hope that that relationship blossoms into more, but holy cow, I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm super appreciative to have the opportunity to do that stuff because I mean I mean man come on, Dave Chappelle is one of the uh, the biggest comedians out there right now and you know probably by the time he's done he's gonna be one of the best ever. Just just a bunch of weird stuff here and I guess we'll uh, move on from there. Let's see what is going on. So where did we leave off last? Let's see, we were in the Look At Me Shirts days, taking it back to the little carpet warehouse in Dayton, Kentucky, where we had our little store, and we were screen printing our own t-shirts, and we were not making money. We were, you know, trying to compete with all these big screen printers, we were bending over backwards, oh yeah, sure, we can do shirts for four bucks for you, we just want to be busy and printing shirts, we didn't care about profits and margins and all that stuff, we just wanted to uh, make sure our carousel goes round and round and we're printing shirts, so yeah, so that that went on for a while and we're just kind of like, man, you know, we feel like we're getting some traction, we're doing some things right, but we just, we need help. Uh, so we started kind of talking to some other people around town, businesses that we respected and whatnot. And uh, we met this hotshot who just sold his uh, web design company. And, you know, he's a couple years older than us, but now he's a millionaire and all this stuff and great businessman. And we're talking to him and he's just like, man, he's like, there's these guys on the east side that are doing the same thing you guys are. He's like, but I feel like you guys have the branding down and you're like creating a brand where these guys are really good at selling. 
They're good at selling shirts on eBay. Uh, I don't even know if Etsy was around then. Probably not. But I think eBay was their main business. They also had a, a website called uh, Donkey Tees. And it was mainly like, I don't know, kind of just funny frat boy tees, really. Um, just, you know, movie quotes and beer drinking and whatever. But, I mean, it wasn't too far off to, from what we were doing. So this guy set up a meeting kind of got us all together and was just like, hey, fellas, you guys are in the same town doing the same thing. I think it's a scenario where one plus one equals three is the exact word. So I'm like, well, you know, that kind of makes sense, I guess, uh, besides that it makes no sense at all. But the, he's like, yeah, if you guys join forces, if you're doing $100,000 a year now, maybe you'll do half a million, you know, together because – you know, they have some things that you guys aren't doing and you guys have some skills that they aren't doing and uh, might be a great partnership. So, you know, I guess we were kind of desperate at the time. Like I said, we weren't we were kind of draining cash and uh, it really wasn't um, becoming what we thought it was. So we decided to give it a shot. And so we all met and kind of hit it off and we decided, hey, you know, they have uh, donkey tees. They have. They're selling more shirts than we are right now. So we just went ahead and threw "Look at Me" shirts under the bus. All the, all the the brand recognition we've gotten locally and everything. We just decided to kind of toss out and start over as donkey tees. So now our company makeup went from just me and Josh, Josh and I, you know, fifty fifty partners to let's see, two brothers, their friend from high school, and then Josh and I. So we had five equal partners, 20% each. Looking back, that was probably not smart. Actually, Josh and I probably should have gotten less equity than anybody else, but we all decided, hey, let's make it equal, which was kind of uh, the first mistake because you have five business partners, all equal. Two of them are brothers. Just isn't a recipe for uh, success. And, but yeah, I don't know. We started out and um, man, we you know we were we were big time now. You know, hey, we, we got we we got two printing presses now, and so we rented a space actually right next to the FCC Stadium on uh, Central. Moved in our screen print equipment, combined it with theirs, merged bank accounts, all that stuff. Got our tax ID, I and mean, we were donkey tees. DT fashion, baby. It was cool. I mean, we, like I said, we thought we were big time. We were ready to spend all this money to do all this stuff. One of the things which was custom website development, because this is before Shopify. Or Shopify was just becoming a thing and it didn't have all the bells and whistles. So we hired a local web design company to create our website. I, I believe the I told you our first Look At Me Shirts website was 150 bucks. The first Donkey Tees website, I believe, was around 70 grand. And that was ridiculous. It was it was awesome. It did a lot of things. But at the end of the day, you know, these this this web company was like, all right, cool, to keep a to keep you maintained, you gotta spend 15 grand a month with us. And we're like, oh, okay, you know, we got this because you built us this website, and so we're gonna get all these sales now. Which, we got a bunch of sales, but man, we didn't get that many sales. So looking back, and it's like, right off the bat, 
you know, just having Shopify, which is anywhere between thirty and three hundred dollars a month, to replace a cost that is fifteen thousand a month minimum. You know, it's like I, I can't even believe that we can stay in business for uh, you know more than a, a couple months at that rate, and you know, plus everybody wanting to get paid and all this stuff and. No one really wanted to work. It was like, oh, I'm an owner. I'm not an employee. Well, no, you gotta you gotta be both, buddy. Sorry. So out of out of the uh, five, the five partners, really about two of us really gave a shit on a daily basis. You know, it was just a bunch of just a bunch of punk kids in our twenties. Oh, we got our own business. We don't care about profit and loss and how things should be ran. I tried my hardest. I, I really did try to, you know, be the, the CEO guy and the art director and, you know, make some hard decisions and all that stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, it was like, well, I don't, it, it was, it was uh, not, not a great, not a great setup. That doesn't mean that we didn't do some cool things. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff that came out from those, those days that I'll, I'll never forget. The, the t-shirt of the minute, type thing that we're, I don't know, famous for. But, you know, when an event happens in Cincinnati, people tweet us and say, I bet Scentsy Shirts is on it. I bet Scentsy Shirts is going to do a shirt about that. Um, that kind of uh, mentality or business practice, I don't know what you call it, it came from the Donkey Tees days. Uh, I remember watching American Idol. American Idol, they had, uh, you know, they had all the, the scrubs, come out and sing and they'd make fun of them at the beginning which was awesome i wish they still did that god i wish they still did that because that, that just made it so much fun simon cow just trash on them and then the people would go commit suicide after the show and the whole world would laugh at them anyway remember the pants on the ground guy the guy comes out there and he's and they're like hey what's your song and he's like i have an original song it's called pants on the ground and he was like, pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. And I had the whole thing, and it blew up, like, overnight. Like I said, this is when, like, 30 million people are watching American Idol at night. Um, so we put up a shirt that said, pants on the ground, looking like a fool, or something like that. It was pretty sweet. It blew up. It was like, the next day it had like a thousand, thousand sales or something. And we're just like, holy cow, this is awesome. This is magic in a bottle. That's also when Facebook had, uh, you could create a Facebook page called Pants on the Ground, which, uh, and, you know, you could you could make posts, and the posts would go out to all of your fans, 100% of your fans. Not like now, where you start a Facebook page, and you go, uh, you make a post, and it goes to like 2% of your fans, if that, maybe even 1%, unless you pay them, unless you hit that boost button, unless you get an ad going. You know, none of your fans, which you already have paid Facebook at one point probably to acquire, now you can't reach those fans. But, you know, back in 2008, heck, Wild Wild West. So what we did was we found a pants on the ground page. We didn't make our own. There's these two little kids, little kids. They're like high schoolers from Canada. This page got like a million followers overnight or something stupid. And they're like posting, yeah, we love pants on the ground, all this stuff all the time. And all these people are interacting. So that's when we said, hey, we will 
uh, or actually we had an affiliate uh, an affiliate uh, thing on our website to where we would send you a link and if people clicked on your link you would automatically get five dollars deposited into your bank your PayPal account so you know of course they're skeptical but we gave them the the link and those kids made a bunch of money and then a couple of days later they're like yeah uh, we're like hey are you guys gonna post again today you know come on let's post post you know 24 7 post our shirt we didn't care we don't you know they could deep six that Facebook page for all we cared with with spam from donkey tees <laughs> anyway, they would stay home from school. Their parents would let them stay home from school so they could update the Facebook page because heck, they were making you know a couple hundred bucks a day anyway. So that that was that was a great story. They the, I remember those kids. Yeah, my, mom's letting me stay home today so I can update the page. All right, cool. We'll be looking for those orders, man. <laughs> oh jeez, old pants on the ground. Then. Um, when Michael Jackson uh, passed away, R.I.P., that's when their uh, their eBay knowledge came into hand. I mean, I, I think we sold like 3,000 shirts in a week or something. It was like as soon as he died, we were like R.I.P., M.J., every single, you know, we had pictures of him from the Jackson 5, um, just him dancing, just silhouettes, uh, you know, R.I.P., this and that. We had probably 30 designs up there, and they were all selling a ton. Um, so it was as morbid as it is, and, you know, looking back, I'm like, yeah, we kind of capitalized on a lot of celebrity deaths. That was probably not cool. But, you know, we were desperate kids trying to make money selling shirts, doing our own thing. And, you know, unfortunately, yeah, doing R.I.P., what, Farrah Fawcett, Gary Coleman. I'm trying to think of some... Uh, some of our other R.I.P. shirts that I'm looking back now and just cringe like, oh my god, that's probably not a not a sustainable model. And people were getting more and more insensitive as as the years went on. So we haven't done an R.I.P. shirt in quite a quite a long time. Oh man, there was a another Facebook page where a pickle um, got more fans than Nickelback. I think that was the first ever uh, Nickelback cyberbullying campaign ever in the history of the internet. But uh, uh, that was funny. It was just a page that said, I bet this pickle, and it was a picture of a pickle, can get more fans than Nickelback. So we uh, contacted the admin of that page, and we said, hey, we got a shirt for you. And sure enough, that shirt sold, and that, that admin made some money. But then, so that that was actually working. We're like, man, we're getting all these pages, and let's let's make pages, and let's find people um, to promote our shirt on their page with all their followings. And then Facebook started tightening up, and they said, oh nope, if you make a pants on the ground page, you don't really own pants on the ground. It's a community page, so everyone can post all this stuff. So therefore, the the page admin wasn't the only guy who could post. Everybody could post, so therefore, like the page was basically useless. Facebook, you know, they knew these these admins had power and were making money, and so they uh, they took that away. And then our own fan pages, you know, got the same thing. They're like, yeah, well, we're gonna only make your post visible to five percent of the people or ten percent. 
now, you know, 2021, it's like 1%. Basically worthless unless you uh, have a budget and pay for it. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Donkey Tees days were wild. <laughs> we did some cool some cool marketing stuff. The coolest, the coolest marketing thing we did. And I, I talked about this in a, uh, I did a talk at a, a business association for, a, I think city of independence or something. I was like, really, you want me to go up there and ramble for an hour about all this dumb stuff that sounds far fetched and whatever. Well, apparently they did. So I did. I wanted to make sure to include this story, but so I'm, I'm talking about like marketing and taking advantage of what's at your disposal. You know what I mean? Your resources. Look around at your resources and see what, see who you know, see who does what. How how can you use your something cool in your house or like I said, your your, your buddy works for this person and knows this person. Like look in your your whole network and and see what is around you and one of the things that one of the donkey tees guys had his his mom retired from delta so they got like buddy passes for life basically so they could fly anywhere they wanted to and all the time and i was like i still see him on facebook flying all over the world i'm like oh man like that is just amazing the places these guys travel is nuts but anyway, so we, we came up with the idea. We're like, we're looking at, I don't know if people are talking about, I don't even know what brought it up. But we just said, hey, you guys have access to unlimited flights, basically. Standby. As long as the flight wasn't full, they'd get on for free. Or something, pay the taxes, something stupid. So we came up with this idea. Hey, let's do the world's longest pub crawl. And so we, we looked at, like, you know, the Delta flight schedules and all this stuff. We mapped out this this course. So they'd start at CVG, like 6 a.m. in the morning, flew to D.C. They uh, got a drink at the bar at D.C., bought a newspaper, went to uh, New York, got a drink, L.A., or uh, I don't know what, some... LaGuardia. Let's say it was LaGuardia. They flew into New York, got a beer, got a newspaper, flew to Boston. Same thing. Then I think they went to like Denver or Salt Lake City. Anyway, by the end of the day, they went to like eight different airports from CVG to the West Coast all the way to LAX and then back. And I was waiting for them to get off the plane and they, uh, I was wearing a donkey mask. Uh, Channel Five was there. Allison Montoya was there to uh, to see these boys home, and yeah, we we promoted it as the world's largest pub crawl. I don't think anyone cared. Like Guinness didn't care. It was just like it's one of those things where I think we could have executed it way more, way more efficiently, way better if uh, we really took some time to do it. But it was like on a Tuesday. And then those guys are flying Thursday morning. Like, we just basically shit it out. We're just like, all right, cool. World's largest pub crawl. Let's do it. And uh, it was awesome. I mean, man, that's so cool. I feel like if we did that today, it would go it would go viral. <laughs> but I don't know if it was worth it. I don't know if we sold any shirts. 
because of it. But again, I was like, we just looked around. We said, hey, free buddy passes. Let's make this a marketing stunt. So that's what that's what we did. So yeah, those those years were uh, were wild. I mean, it it was it was a time where you know in your twenties you want to prove yourself. That's when you want to get get something going. Um, and after a while, it's like man, we just didn't see it didn't see it going. You know, like I said, we were we were bleeding cash almost faster rate than the uh, look at me shirts days. All we kept hearing was, man, why'd you guys get rid of Look At Me shirts? What's going on with that? And I feel like if we would have just toughed out Look At Me shirts for another year, you know, we would have been we would have been golden. But when you have a company with five equal business partners, you know, two of them are brothers. One of them is their high school friend. It's like when it came down to making decisions and try to run the company, you know, how, how you think it should be ran – a lot of times it was hard to to get those opinions through, and I mean, I don't know. It just ended up being a lot of fighting, a lot of uh, I, I think animosity was starting to build. Where it's like, I don't know. We just start started to not trust each other, and then you know the worse the business went, and you know we weren't putting money in our pockets. Time, you know, we we had. $30,000 on a credit card, which, you know, we didn't have any like bank lines of credit or anything that's out there, you know, cause we were a bunch of punk kids trying to sell bootleg shirts on the internet. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. So, you know, the worse we got, then we, we started to, to realize that, huh, you know, so-and-so is not hanging around as much as he used to, or wonder what's going on with this guy. And, uh, come to find out it's like everybody had their own behind the scenes t-shirt ventures going on you know one one guy had his own full-fledged ebay store where i guess he would come in after hours or something and uh, uh create his own shirts ship out his own shirts we're like wait a second we're for business we're doing this we're doing this together y'all and then you know oh then that, but so-and-so has been doing it Oh well, I didn't know so and so has been doing it. Oh yeah, he's had his own store for two months. Oh really? We're in this business together, and everyone has their own side T-shirt businesses. So that's when it was kind of like, all right. I was I was uh, hurt by that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, man, especially now looking back, I can't blame any of those guys for doing that stuff. I mean, they were just trying to trying to get by and and do their thing, but. You know, it's just a sign of when your business isn't working, it can get real bad real quick because people people get desperate. But yeah, so we, Josh and I were just like, dang it, we got to get out of this. You know, I think we're maybe two years in at this point. It wasn't long. We had a store in Florence. I don't know if anyone remembers the Donkey Tea store in Florence that was in like the old Spencer's Gifts underneath the escalator. It was fun. I don't know. It did okay. It didn't really crush it by any means, but it was just another ego thing. Oh, man, we got to have a store. We're cool. <laughs> but anyway, we just said we got we to gotta have an exit plan. We got to dismount. So that wasn't wasn't pretty. It got darn right ugly at times, and that's when kind of the real stuff came out of like what everybody was doing behind everybody's backs, and it was whatever. Like I said, I'm not 
I, I can't blame anybody for anything, but we just knew we weren't in a good situation. We ended up coming up with a buyout agreement. You know, it wasn't wasn't much, but hey, I was I was happy to get get something. And then we we negotiated to keep the name Look at Me shirts, which I don't know why we did that cuz they weren't using it and I guess but we, but we did have to give up all of the Look at Me shirts designs. That was the one thing that kind of hurt. We had to start over from scratch. So my Randy Watson World Tour shirt, which is still on Donkey T's website today as like one of their highest selling shirts. You, I went there this morning and it's like the very top shirt since 2008. Anyway, it, it was just uh, it was it was just a lot uh, to take in because we went from building everything to losing everything and figuring out what the next move is. So yeah, so that that's pretty much it for the uh, the donkey tease years. Like I said, looking back, it I really did uh, kind of become paranoid during those years, and then it's like, like I said, we lose all the designs, and we we've moved on to our next thing, and I'm still looking back, and I'm like, yeah, what's what's so and so doing, or stalking their Facebook page, like, oh man, or. Oh, they got this promotion. I bet they're making all this money right now. And oh, dang it, they got so and so to wear their T-shirt on Instagram. And I was like, I was just spending all this time worrying about what those guys were doing. And I mean, it was just like, and I, I finally started to realize, you know, because we weren't getting traction with Look at Me shirts 2.0 yet. And we were just sitting. We were just sitting there, just watching everybody else and getting just pissed off. And after a while, it's kind of like, man, we we can't live like this. So we we put on the blinders, and we just decided to, you know, I'm gonna stop following their social media. I'm gonna I'm not in that world anymore. I gotta carve out this new new thing for myself, you know, and. Josh was, you know, doing more and more comedy and stuff like that. So he was able to kind of move on and, um, you know, live his life. But, you know, it was one of those things where you're just like, dang, so what's what's next? So I'll leave it right there for uh, this episode in Cincy Shirts history, the Donkey Tees years. Um, So that gives you guys a little bit of a a little bit of a peek behind the curtain and how fun that was, but we you know we were able to rise from the ashes. And uh, honestly, I think everyone, you know, including those guys, have done well, done great things. After it was one of those things where it's just like, man, you can't take five people, put them in a room, and expect everybody to get along all the time. It was kind of wild. But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate everybody listening to the Cincy Shirts podcast. Let's do a promo code. Let's see. Oh yeah, so like I mentioned, the uh, my favorite highest selling design of all time at that point uh, that we lost the uh, the rights to sell, which we which is so stupid. We never had the rights to sell it anyway. Let's be real, and we could have bootlegged it afterwards. I don't. I don't. Looking back, I'm like, we should have sold the dang shirt. They wouldn't have sued us anyway. It was the Randy Watson World Tour. Randy Watson, Sexual Chocolate from uh, Coming to America. So this week's promo code is Randy Watson. 
That's right. Two words. Randy Watson. Make sure you uh, put that in the coupon code area at checkout or go into our stores and yell Randy Watson and they will give you 20% off your entire order at CincyShirts.com or Cincy Shirts Retail. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. Holla. one of the two Cincy Shirts owners. Not sure this is the perfect playout song for this episode, but it's applicable in a lot of ways, I reckon. And I was talking about this with my wife the other day. People get wrapped up in the big hit from this album. The girls just want to have fun, and you do hear it a lot. But the whole album really is good in retrospect. I wasn't really a huge fan back then, I think because that single overshadowed everything, and she was everywhere, not her fault. Uh, fantastic vocalist, by the way, good songwriter, and it's a really good album. Revisit if you like. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, so we're up through the 2010-ish era, uh, shall we say, in our tale. We're not quite to the Cincy Shirts story yet, when it's actually the company becomes Cincy Shirts. That will come in the next installment of the history of Cincy Shirts. Look for that down the road when we're a little bit behind and need to <laughs> knock out an episode. If there's someone you'd like to hear on the show, speaking of, simply email us podcast at cincyshirts.com. We would appreciate it. Uh, in the subject line, just put podcast guest, and you can volunteer yourself. Uh, we've had some people do that if you have an interesting tale to tell that's Cincinnati-related uh, or so. Uh, or if you know somebody that would be a good guest on the show, please tell us about them in a few sentences. Might think they'd be a great guest. Also, be sure to tell friends and loved ones about this show, including folks who may no longer live in the area but still feel connected to the tri-state. If you haven't already, check out the Cincy Shirts podcast archives. Find them wherever you get pods, wherever you got this pod today, as a matter of fact. And I can tell you that today's show is produced by me, with all from Josh and Darren, and that our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia. Find their music in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your music. And you can find Benja Tees from great places like Philadelphia, Boston, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Well, the people might say, hey, Cleveland's not great. It is, trust me. Louisville, Seattle, tons of cities. It's like up to 36, 37 cities now at OldSchoolShirts.com. Same mix as Cincy Shirts, old malls, old defunct sports teams, amusement parks, all that kind of stuff. Like Cincy Shirts, as I said, but for those towns. And again, the promo code of this episode is Randy Watson. That's a callback to an old donkey tease design for you. All one word, all lowercase, all uppercase. That part does not matter. You said to take 20% off your entire CincyShirts.com or OldSchoolShirts.com order. Or as Darren pointed out, you can use it in the OTR store or in the Hyde Park store. OTR store, use it to get uh, a shirt printed up on demand, either one of your own designs or from our vast collection of any of our four websites. And of course, uh, restrictions apply. Uh, The restrictions being in a nutshell, if it's trademarked, we can't do it. If it's vulgar, we probably won't do it. So there you go. All right. Follow our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest NC Shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a good review wherever you get the podcast from. And as always, download or stream us next time. Bye.
I said goodbye